Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the venerable William Brad Alice. I have a faster internet uh, right now. I have fiber internet we're coming to you from right now, Brad. Join the party, Jacob Franklin. That is for you, my friend. Hello, Brad Alice. No, Mike Luke. I think I have a hamster running my uh, my router. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, though, you got to get this fiber. It's fantastic. 50 bucks uh, per month. Oh, uh, not even a free, uh, like I said, not even a plug right there, but we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk, obviously top 25 rankings for Arizona football possibilities right there. Jonah Coleman. We're going to talk about scheduling with the Tommy gun, but first, uh, Brad, it's been nearly a decade since Arizona was in the top 25. Is I know that. that true? It, yeah, it is true. When was it 2014? 2014. Wow. So. I, it's wild to think about this because even in the nineties, like uh, even when there was some tough year or, you know, a down year or two, you always knew that you were going to pop up in the rankings at some point, even if you went a year without it, that has not happened. Brad, if Arizona beats Oregon state, I don't think that we can uh, minimize the importance of being in the top 25. No, cause that'd be two wins over ranked teams. Even though Washington state has slipped a little bit um, plus pushing um, what is, you know, a quality Washington team. Um, despite their performance last week against ASU and a, what is still a very good uh, USC team. Right. Um, so that's, you know, basically four quality games in a row and you're beating Oregon state who you still can't convince me may not be the, the second or third best team in the pac 12, the way they've played of late, even though they did lose to Washington state. So yeah, I think it would be significant. I think this is, this is the difference between Arizona squeaking into a bowl and maybe Arizona having a really good season. Right. Um, if Arizona, because I think Oregon State's probably the best team left on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they got Utah and Utah's in, but Oregon State uh, has better quarterback play. Um, so you beat Oregon State, you're suddenly looking at, yeah, let's go eight and four. Let's go nine and three. Um, you lose and you're probably like, okay, <laughs> got to get Colorado and ASU. Um, right. You know, even though UCLA is beatable, but it makes your path a little a lot easier. And again, your path to now not only playing for that last bowl spot or that second to last bowl spot, but a top four finish, 
Um, so yeah, I think a lot. I think a lot is at stake. I think it's just a really significant game for uh, J- the Jetfish era. Yeah, it's a huge game too because, like you said, you can make the case that Oregon State. As much as I enjoy uh, bantering back and forth with their fans, Oregon State is a really, really good team. There's no doubt about it. Jonathan Smith has built this thing up the right way. Um, d- uh, offensively, they're tough. DJ Uyagalele at the uh, quarterback is not great he's not what he was supposed to be but he's still solid they've got three they've got three really good running backs led by damian martinez they run a downhill type style running game this is also going to be a massive game for the arizona defense right here because um if uh, again they're going to come right at you they run the ball they're physical up front it's going to be a real test for this team right here brad yeah but in a way and i can't believe i'm going to say this say it may it. Be playing into arizona strengths we've got an Arizona team with Justin Flo at linebacker who's better against the run than he is against the pass. You've got the depth of those interior linemen, the size, the ability to rotate. Um, For the first time since the Desert Swarm era, Mm -hmm. you have a defense that you just can't gash. And again, I know that it's been done in in places. Washington ran the ball effectively against them. Uh, Mississippi State did to their detriment, actually. They took the ball out of Will Rogers' hands. And I actually think that kind of cost them uh, later yeah. in the game. Uh, early in the game, I'm like, why, why throw? You don't need to. But Arizona's been very good against the run. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think this is a game that 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 it happens to be that Oregon State strengths may play in Arizona strengths. Uh, All right. Defensive end, at least. All right. Now, we're going to talk about Jonah Coleman here in a second because I don't think that we've given him enough pub. But we also still got to talk about the elephant in the room, the diminutive elephant in the room, but the elephant in the room nonetheless. Are you calling me fat and short? I mean, uh, you're not, Brad, you're I, not I would, wrong, but. Uh. Brad, we are. I am talking to the diminutive elephant in the room, not about the diminutive oh, elephant. Oh, okay. There we go. No Fafita, though. Um, I know that Jed Fish said that he's uh, not going to announce a starter until Saturday. I will say this. Jed Fish has done a lot of really, really good things that we've talked about. And um, I think that this uh, program's trajectory is sky high right now. But I will say this. If he doesn't start Noah Fafita Saturday, he is going to lose a lot of that goodwill. I expect Noah Fafita to start Saturday, Brad. I pray that this is just gamesmanship. I don't know who my starter is. We don't know he's how. Um, Because here's the other thing. If you throw JDL out there, he's going to get booed. And he's yeah. going to get booed lustfully by the by by at least the knowledgeable fans. Um, because there are a lot of people who bought tickets to see Noah Fafita this week, right? Um, because of how well he played in that last. Well, Frank, how he played three and a half games now. Because again, I just go back to this: Delora could not move the ball against a mediocre Stanford team, right? Delora had or Fafita had two good drives. He had the touchdown drive and then he had the, the game ceiling drive, which when was the last time we had a game ceiling drive? <laughs> yeah. And he came in right off the bench to do it too. It was his and, first drive. And then again, say what you want about how USC's played the last couple of weeks. USC's still a good football team. And he outplayed for most of that game, if not the entire game, the, the rating Heisman trophy winner. Right. And he was not considerably different than a guy who right now a lot of people think is the Heisman favorite and, and, and Michael Penix. Um, and then he gets mashed right. uh, Washington State. and I, um, So, yeah, so I think it would be a huge mistake. I, again, I think um, it is – it's just it's – it's his time. And barring injury, he should not 
lose snaps. And if they do, if they start the lower, if even they do the rotating quarterback thing, the, the fans are going to be upset. Well, because the team just looks drastically different with him in there. Let's be honest. Again, I'm not going to make him. I'm not going to make it out like you know that he's the best quarterback in the country. But if there's a 15 yard uh, run in front of him, guess what he does? He takes it. If there's an open wide receiver, if there's a AJ Jones running out there or a Kevin Green, guess what? They get the ball. I don't think it's also a coincidence either, Brad, that all of a sudden some of these guys that we haven't heard from all season are starting to get catches. Kevin Green got a couple catches last game. Like I said, uh, AJ Jones, Malachi Riley. These are guys that were not getting any burn, were not getting any catches when JDL was in there. And I've got to attribute that to Noah Fafita. Yeah, and I don't know if North Vita just sees the field better or did he build chemistry with these guys because they were second-teamers together uh, or a combination of both. Um, but And here's the other thing. If you need a check down, he's going to check it down. He's not going to scramble. And again, Delora made some fantastic plays by not taking the check down, by scrambling, by not throwing it out of bounds. He also cost Arizona many times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think I'd have to look statistically – and there probably was a there was probably a stretch where Anu Solomon had a better run, but this is passing wise one of the better three game stretches that I can think of. Right. Um. You know, I'm, I, maybe Nick had one, Willie, but um, the best. You know, other than the the magic October for Khalil Tate, but that was all mostly on his legs. Right. You'd be hard pressed to find a guy who's put up numbers like he has. What is he completing? Seventy something percent of his passes. Right. And it, um, and it doesn't not feel turning the ball over much. And it doesn't feel fluky. And again, I don't, I don't, I don't want it because OJ did some really good things here, Ortiz Jenkins. But that freshman year when Ortiz Jenkins came in. I think a lot of jump balls probably went his way. A lot of 50-50 catches probably went his way. And I've, I said this at the time because, again, I'm a Keith Smith guy. Uh, I believe Keith Smith, if he was six foot two, um, even six foot, would have been playing in the NFL for a long time. He was mm-hmm. unfortunately 5'11". Ortiz Jenkins benefited because he had Rodney Williams and McDaniel, and he just threw long balls. And he had a right. beautiful long ball. Give him credit. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot where one of those two guys got behind the defender and he just hit him. Right. Um, he was not a gay man. Now, he 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 was less consistent than Keith Smith. Which is one reason I love Keith Smith. Keith Smith completed seventy percent of his passes in an era where fifty-five was good. Um, but yes, Ortiz could be dynamic. But no, this isn't him taking advantage. Yes, there's been a few T-Mac catches, but I would actually argue that JDL probably benefited more from the acrobatic T-Mac catches than. Fafita has. Fafita right. just puts the ball where it needs to go. Yes, he had that horrible interception against USC. It's going to happen. You're going to have what some other happens. What other huge mistakes can we think of? Because right. I can think of four alone in the Mississippi State game. Right. Maybe five. And you know what? It's you know what's funny about it too is that I think a lot of people look at this say, and I think it's such a uh, it's it, I don't know if it's meant this way or whatever the case may be, but this whole thing about how Fafita is this game manager, you know, he, he keeps us in the game. Nah, not at all. Fafita is a game difference maker. Fafita is a game changer out there. You don't make some of the throws that he's made without being a game changer. Not just some guy that's, you know, the Alex Smith, nothing, no offense, but just checking it down, not making mistakes. He's making plays out there, William. I will say this. Um, and it's funny you mentioned Alex Smith. Once Alex Smith got, to Andy Reid the last couple of years, Alex Smith became a capable NFL quarterback. And that's the system that Fish runs. 
Fafita is not a Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or, but he plays, and I'm not saying he's going to be this guy. He plays that next level of NFL quarterback style where he can win you games. Yes, he manages it. He keeps the offense moving. That's Arizona's offense. But he's not, he's not Fitz Magic. You know, when you put the beard on and go play for Miami, he's not Alex Smith for 99% of his career. Um, He may not be Drew Brees, but he and Arizona's offense is this efficient offense where if you keep the chains moving, you take the occasional big play, Arizona doesn't want to win 17-10. They don't want to win 24-21. They want to win 38-21. And, you know, or the other, what was it, 44-6. to Right. Um, that so yeah, Fafita is not a game manager. Yes, I know he's five eight, but there's a lot more Drew Brees in him who was maybe six foot than there is Alex yeah, Smith. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Alex Smith, um, NFL Sam Darnold. Uh, you know the uh, <laughs> uh, who is the guy? Uh, uh, Pitt, Chad Pennington. Yeah, he's not that guy. He is far more. Yeah, let's put Chad up Pennington, the guy who could throw it 20 yards, but always completed 98% of his passes. Chad Pennington, the ball went where he wanted it to go as long <laughs> as it was 18 yards and in. Yes, he had a noodle for an arm, but that right. thing had a scope on it. Right. Ryan, sighting. Ryan Mitchell right here. Great point. Several throws made in that USC game rinsed off that moniker. Uh, yes, absolutely. You go into the Coliseum and you do what he did. That was a uh, that was a big time performance. Also, We've been telling you before the season, and I don't know where William Brad Alice stood on this, but bet MGM. There you go, Jacob Franklin. Uh, what did you think? Did you like the over of uh, five wins before the season, Brad? Even if you I, did it, you can say you did. I did like it. I did caution people that Arizona might be better and have nothing to show for it. And when they were three and three, I was really worried about that. But uh, yeah, I think, um, right. and I think Purdy's not a bad example because Purdy was pretty dynamic at Iowa State at times. All right. Um, that's not a horrible thing. But yeah, take the over. Still you need to take the that. over like we've been saying. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. You'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. And let's hear from the traveling Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8 Seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine New York. Call one 5050 Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred Next Step Arizona. One eight hundred Bets Off Iowa. One eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Michigan. One eight hundred nine eight one zero zero two three Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, thank you there, Shane. All right, so again, uh, uh, Noah Fafita. Is that dude right there? Oh, Derek Pivko, the great Derek Pivko says, has Brad been to a Circle K lately or am I late to the Circle K party? Brad, have you been to a Circle K lately? Speak up. Last night. Oh, nice. Uh, Nice. Tyler had a baseball game at Crossroads Park, which is Silver Bell and Cortero-ish. And um, my daughter also had a volleyball practice. So we dropped him off at baseball. Hit the Circle K at uh, Aina (laughs) and Silver Bell, which is a really nice one, by the way. For sure. Um, loaded up on some stuff for the game, went, did volleyball, came back, got there in time, uh, to see the last five innings of the baseball game. So yeah, 
to show you how much we like Circle K around here, that was a free read. I didn't even have that in the reads today. That's how much we like Circle yeah, K gotta, right here. Got to be loyal to him. All right, we do. Absolutely. Brad Alice backs the K. We agree with that. All right, Jonah. Where, where else are you going to get your Gatorade, your water, and your, and your uh, pure protein bar for your son before football or baseball? It's a one-stop shop. It just make it just make it happen right there. All right. Let's talk Jonah Coleman right here. Um, again, Michael Wiley. My spirit animal, by the way. No, we'll, we'll let you talk about Jonah Coleman. Um, Michael Wiley, I always want to preface this by saying Michael Wiley is a very good running back. He's not Keona Antolin or something where you're wondering why isn't Kadeem Carey playing out there. Um, Jonah Coleman's different, though. Jonah Coleman is the dude that you get the ball hit to him 20 times. He's going to make that defense pay, and he's probably going to finish with about 115, 120 yards. I am going to make the case that he is the best running back here since Kadeem Carey, and I think next year he is going to have the the breakout season where he's going to be on some All-American lists. Jonah Coleman, as Justin Spears called him, is mini beast mode out there, a leader of men, and somebody that next year I could see getting All-American garner or garnering All-American notice. Is he work done? No, he's way he's way bigger than work done. He's like 45 pounds bigger than work done. Yeah, that's I mean, work done was listed at 5'8, 190, and he was a bowling ball out there. Granted, he also had some speed. Um, no, I like again. Anytime you got a guy who's sub five foot and uh, is round, sub but, five but, foot, he's taller than five foot. I mean, sub six foot. Right. Um, and but built like a tank. It's it's my spirit animal. I mean, mm-hmm. he's Brad uh, Alice out there on the gridiron. You know, I'm not in the shape I was in my twenties. My twenties, I I I I was effective at about five six, one ninety five, two hundred. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I wasn't quite as big as Jonah Coleman, but. He's he he and Fafita are my spirit animal. I mean, my two favorite players in U of A history, if you don't know, Archie Smith, sub six foot, and uh, David Adrian, Adams, Adrian Coke, Adrian Coke, Desert uh, Desert oh. Storm and Desert Swarm, five eight linebacker who right. could, like kill uh, kill him. And I, I met him both on the same night too a few years ago. So yeah, so I'm a little biased. Oh, look at that, Brad Alice. <laughs> that being said, Wiley's really good. He, he is really, really good. And you know who else is really good? DJ Williams. Yes. And you know who else is really good? Your nephew. Nephew. Uh, Speedy Luke. Um, that's, it's a loaded backfield. This is the best backfield since the 80s when Arizona had, in some order, uh, Michael Bates, uh, David Eldridge, Art Greathouse, Errol Sapp, and then they had uh, Alonzo Washington at fullback. Now, some of those guys didn't play at the same time, but you never knew who was going to get 100 yards. Right. And any of these guys is capable. They don't get enough touches, obviously, except for right now Coleman. But people forget when Wiley was healthy, he was getting in the end zone. Right. Jonah Coleman can get to the corner. Now, and this is where Jonah Coleman has a He can kind of get to the corner. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not going to go wide, but he's not also going right up the center's butt for three yards. He can. Right. Uh, DJ Williams is a dynamic back. I. Yeah. I remember a couple years ago, and this was maybe 10 years ago, when North Carolina had like four guys in the NFL, and none Gio- of them rushed for more than like 400 yards in, in was, college. Was that like the Giovanni Bernard era? Yeah, and then there was the kid, you know, Parker at, uh, I want to say Parker at Pittsburgh, and you're like, who are these guys? None of them were good in college. This isn't like Auburn with those three guys. Right, right. Um, I could see Arizona at some point you're going, wait, Wiley's still in the league? DJ Williams still in the league and none of them are rushing for more than two carries a game. And they're, 
blocking on third down, but all these guys are really interesting running backs. So while I really like Coleman, I don't get mad when I see DJ Williams carry the ball. And why I, I don't mind when I see the ball in speedy Luke's hands, especially after last week. Um, and when Wiley is healthy, I, I won't mind him getting touches. And then I'll get frustrated anytime they have a one yard gain. And yeah, why did they run this guy? But it's a really good stable of running backs. And it's again, probably the best since the late eighties. I'm, I'm going to go a little bit of a different tact right there. I think with Jonah Coleman as the feature back along with Michael Wiley and DJ Williams, and then our fan, our guy fam, Rayshon speedy Luke. I think it's more, it's, it's a little bit like, and it's a little bit different, but it's a little bit like the, uh, the 90, the 98, type team where you had trunk candidate, you had Kelvin, obviously you had Paul Shields in that H back role right there. And I believe uh, Leon Callen was healthy at that point as a, a backup running back. But the dude, like I said, that makes this go for me, as far as just being that feature guy is Jonah Coleman again, because at five, eight he abuses defenses. He runs over defenses and you can see defenses at the end of games start to get a little bit tired after tackling him. That's not something we've seen in quite a while. And again, that's why I stake my claim that he is the best running back here since Kadeem Carey. I would say when healthy Nick Wilson has a, was I was saying? No, uh, Wilson has a little yeah. bit of an argument, but yeah. He's he's got that potential. He's definitely again and again next year is probably his year, right? Um, although because I, I don't I don't I know they have all these. I don't think Wilson and Wiley are probably here next year. Uh, Luke's never going to be built for thirty carries a game, and uh, so yeah, next year I think is the year we'll really find out how good uh, or how great. Coleman how great. Is. The great. All right. Now, speaking of great, have I told you about Wink before? A drink with a wink of THC, Brad Ellis. You've mentioned it. All right, check it out. Available in either 2.5 milligram or 5 milligram cans, you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanical Dispensary in Tucson. You can also save uh, online by going to Drink Wink and use promo code PHNX for 20% off. It doesn't get any better than that. All right, now, speaking of fam, Rayshon, Speedy Luke, Got 10, uh, 10 touches this last game. I need 10 touches from Fam because I think he's too dynamic not to get 10 touches. Don't care how they happen. 10 touches. Again, we're laying down the gauntlet there, Brad. Yeah, yeah. I want to find different ways to get in the ball. Let's get let's go hand off up the middle, which is what I think he scored off, you know, off tackle. Then let's get him a jet sweep. Then let's get him a, a bubble screen. Heck, let's run him in the wheel route. You know right. what? Uh, let's go with the, uh, and again, for you playing at home, the drinking game, let's mm-hmm. go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to motion you and give you the little shovel pass while you're oh, in, like it. in front of me. Uh, let's do it all. Let's get them the ball, if possible, on the perimeter. Um, no, I, and again, I agree that he should. I understand why they're doing what they're doing with the kick game because they don't want to turn the ball over. Um, they're going with a safety thing. But you know what? If you're getting the ball at about the 40, Let's put him out there running back kicks. You can go with the the hands guy inside the twenty. Uh, back when they used to use step toe and Ryan Eidson. Right. But but let's let let if you're near midfield, if you got him pinned deep, I'm willing to accept that the, there's a chance he might muff the punt at the forty five. But I'm also I'm going to accept the chance that you might be starting first and ten at the twenty five um, because he just ran fifty yards. So yeah, let's let's get him the ball. 
All right, TLN. We're gonna, don't worry. We're going to get to Arizona basketball, my friend. We guarantee you of that. I want to get uh, William's take on some of these newcomers right here. But now let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. That, to me, is really the uh, the crux of this entire – this is the sh- – this is one of the more shocking transformations, quite frankly, that I've seen. Before the year, we always just kept saying, don't suck. Um, be ninth. Don't be 12th. Don't be a distant 12th. Arizona football not only does not suck on defense, they are making a case that they are a problem on defense. And they've been a problem throughout now, but it's getting progressively better. And really, I think start well, it's been good all year, but it really started to take off, I think, in that second half against Washington, where you only gave up 10 points. Then after that, USC, Caleb Williams was frustrated all game. Then Washington State, you gave up six points to Cam Ward. This defense under Johnny Nansen's second year and the uh, hello there, Pooch, and um, uh, Dwayne Aquino, which I don't think we can minimize his impact has been absolutely stellar, and I would even say, Brad, that they have developed talent fairly well. Yeah, I mean, yes, they're relying on some transfers uh, to plug uh, some holes on the defensive line. Um, Jacob Manu's better than he was last year, and he was really good last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you had questions about Jacob Manu. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, Takario Davis and Ephesian uh, Price Soccer, the two guys I thought they could be, and right. they're all re- and they're just going to get better. Yeah. Um, we're seeing competent play for the most part from the safety position. Although I still think our good friend Gunner gets too many snaps, but he's been better of late. He's been much better for sure. Um, they've unlocked the cheat code, uh, for Justin flow of late. Um, and you know, then they're getting good play from homegrown defensive linemen to mix in with, with big bill and, and CO and, uh, Upshaw. Um, but then you're throwing in, you know, Deuce Davis getting in there and then some of the other guys getting in there and then you're throwing in new names. Right. Um, welcome to the party. Uh, I don't even know how you pronounce it now. Is it Mercier? Um, the guy who played, I thought it was Mercier, but he had 14 snaps before last Mm -hmm. week. And then he completely shut down uh, as that spy role. I mean, he was outstanding and we may not see him again for a month, but, um, that just, again, whether you can get whether this is all Johnny Nansen and he deserves the Broyles Award, or whether this is the secret ma- uh, manipulations of, of Dwayne Aquina, um, maybe or, a little of both, or whether you know somewhere the ghost of, and I don't even know if he's if he's living of McDuff or is, is right. out here. Uh, it's just been phenomenal, and um, you can argue, and even all season long, you know they had a couple rough drives against Mississippi State and then locked them down. Um, they played that bend but don't break against Washington and gave up some points, but uh, eventually they really frustrated Washington. Um, even though Washington, you know, was in control of that game. If it wasn't for Caleb Williams ability to freelance and frankly, a couple bad calls or at least weird calls, um, that one at the goal line where I don't think he was in, they probably would have scored. Anyway. I still, I was there and I still don't understand why that was a touchdown, but, but what, what was Williams, what Williams do is when things broke down, Mm-hmm. The defense was really good, and you just can't account for, for 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 Williams. So yeah, they've been. I would argue this is probably the best defense Arizona's had since the Stoops era, um, and has the potential to be really the best since the end of the the Tommy era. Because even the Stoops era had that inability to defend mobile quarterbacks, um, because that Tampa two was such a regimented, rigid defense. Um, so yeah, I love what I'm seeing. And um, credit and to, again, credit to everyone on that staff. And as much as he was 
shooting out cryptic uh, tweets for a while after they parted ways. The defense the coaching has been phenomenal for the most part. And we've got to, and there's really no weaknesses on the defense. That's the part that's really shocked me. The defensive line led by Big Bill Norton, then at linebacker with uh, Jacob Manu and Justin Flo, and then the defensive backs. I've all been solid this year. There hasn't been a real weak link to the defense. And like you said, this really kind of started when they frustrated Washington there in that second half. I actually would say probably started when they, I would even argue maybe at the second half against Mississippi state. Mm-hmm. Once Arizona quit, once they quit playing short field, right. even though Mississippi state scored 31, one was in overtime, two were inside their own 50. I mean, they, you had those two early long drives, the first, or excuse me, the two early drive in the first half, early drive in the second half. They, you know, as, as much as they played Ben, but don't break against NAU, NAU scored what, three, six, or whatever it was. Right. Um, you know, you tipped even when the offense, so yeah, this has been a very good defense all year. And again, I think they have found the right mix of homegrown talent. And, you know, they've, they've swung and missed on several of the, the transfers. And it was the ones I wasn't sure about. Um, you know, Oren Potts, who hasn't played in, what, three games. Yeah. Who was the uh, the linebacker from Washington? Um, uh, Daniel Haimuli. Who I think they were really trying to get his brother. Yeah. Um, but Big Bill Norton, A+. Plus. Huge hit. Um, Upshaw, B+. Plus. By the way, did you hear Big the the, uh, the legend of Big Bill Norton is taking off? We've had two different commentators now in the last uh, four games call him Big Bill Norton. I have been told this by three different people, Brad Alice. I am waiting. I think there's going to be some story coming out where we're going to find out. Like he went to IHOP and just ordered the menu and crushed it, and <laughs> right. then went out and ran three miles. I mean, that's what the stories I want to start. I want to yes. start that like he changed a tire. Uh, with his left hand because he was holding the car up with the right. These are the stories we need yes. about Big Bill Norton. I want him to be called Paul Bunyan of the Arizona football program. And he looks like Paul Bunyan of the Arizona football program. Now, he all looks right. like a Bill Norton. Now, let's, uh, we're going to get, that's a very good question there, Tad. Um, also, uh, no better time to become a PHNX diehard right now. Go to go PHNX. Again, get merch. You can get the Discord chat and the Arizona Diamondbacks, I don't know if you know or not, are on a historic journey right now. The guys over at the AZ Diamondbacks show are doing an amazing job. Support Jesse, support uh, Derek, and like I said, uh, become a PHNX diehard as well. Well worth your time. All right, now, Tad, great. Because you know what? You're going to look at here. Look, the Diamondbacks, whether they don't win another game, amazing season. I'm going to go. Suns are going to be good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, last night or the night before last, not a fluke. Right. They don't have Bradley Beal. And I hate to say this might be addition by subtraction by shipping DeAndre to, to Portland. I think it is. Um, as much as I hate, I like DeAndre, but man, th- those two guys look pretty good. They do for sure. This is uh, a good time to be an Arizona sports. Fan. Yeah. Now Cardinals, I mean, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, coyotes actually they played well right now, but I, I don't follow hockey till and ironically enough, cause I play hockey three nights a week, but I don't follow it till the playoffs, but just for your diamondbacks coverage and your, your son's coverage. And then of course what Mike's doing here. Yeah. Be yeah. I heard. And that means you get William Brad Alice, by the way, great question here. William, no Brad one Alice. likes Grayson Allen. His own mom yeah. doesn't like him. Uh, Tony Jones, the great Tony Jones. The defense is fire. Yes, we are big fans of Tony Jones on this show. Tony Jones is the man. Look at that pick. By the way, 
Oh, is no. That, it, is, that to- is that Tony? That's AJ Jones' dad. Yeah. It's a, Tony's smooth looking guy. No, by the way, we got to give, we have the coolest group of uh, parents in this 2022 class. Tony Jones is awesome. Kevin Green Sr. is awesome. Les Fafita is awesome. Uh, Kangaika is awesome. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, family members from that class that are absolutely fantastic. Big tip of the cap to that. I believe it's going to be a revolutionary class. And like I said, I'm only naming a couple of them. There's a lot of really cool family members in that class. Parents are important. And this, I'm not kidding here. Parents are important because Mm -hmm. the best football teams that I covered. And again, I'm not out there, man. I used to go out there in the stoops here and you get, uh, um, Mr. Tui Tom out there. You'd get uh, Mike Thomas's dad out there. You'd get uh, a bunch, and they they want to come and they're like, oh yeah, I saw your article, or hey hey, don't don't overlook this guy. Uh, same thing with basketball. Some of those classic loot teams, great families. So, um, but man, that's a great pick. Yeah, no, it yeah, uh, no, I, it is. I wish I wore a suit that well. And I still don't believe that he's being honest about his kid's height. Um, this is like with Brody Dryden, where Brody Dryden, anybody knows him, and Jacob Franklin is the same way. They're all all these six foot eight people always say that they're six foot six. AJ Jones looks to me like he's six foot seven. Tony Jones assures me he's only six four. I am not sure about that though. Might be might be I'm, I'm all about height inflation. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I am too. Tyler measured in at five eight and a half the other day. Right. Mm-hmm. He's five nine. Oh no, he's t- he's taller than you. He's gonna be a monster. Oh, well, I'm five. I, I'm five six. I tell people sometimes I'm five. No, Tyler's taller than me, and yeah, ne- just, yeah. possibly possibly the next Raymond Polito, but a homegrown talent right there, Tyler Alice. You know, if we can even get him to be, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, we just just wanted to start on varsity as a sophomore. That's my goal. That's what's gonna happen right here. Okay, now um, let's get to uh, let's get to a little bit of a prediction time right here. I'm back in the A. I'm going to back the A right here. I'm picking Arizona to win this game, Brad. I think that uh, Oregon State is very, very good. But I think right now Arizona football is hitting on all cylinders. I don't see it stopping, William Brad Alice. What say you? <sighs> um, I think this is the second best team, maybe the best team remaining on the schedule. So – I have a little bit of trouble picking them only because I really want to pick them against UCLA, Colorado, and ASU. And I don't know if you're going to win four out of five, as good as this Arizona team has played. But things are kind of trending for Arizona as well right now. Uh, Off week, um, coming off in a a high game. Uh, Let's pick. Let's go with the Cats. You're back in the A. 28-27. I like it. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Is Brad Alice more enthusiastic without a hat on? I actually like that question. I think it's a good question. I don't know. There, All Alice. I'm doing is staring at my hairline and, and thinking I look more and more like shoe every day. Brad, no. At least you have hair, my friend. Unlike uh, that's a lot more hair than John Schuster has. Yeah. So, but yeah, I had a, I had a work meeting this morning and I had to be presentable. So I did put no. the Iron Maiden shirt back on though. Brad, I was going to say, you have shoulders that we would all kill for right there because you hold up the town of Morana with those shoulders right there. Actually, I'm not, I'm not affiliated with Morana anymore, though. Well, you did. I, did. You know, I mean, the shoulders just don't go away after I mean, holding now up it's, the town Now it's Morana. region-wide transportation efforts that I can neither promote or not, but in a couple of years, you're going to have to vote on something and vote for it. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball, my friends. A little Arizona basketball. I mean, Brad, I heard I heard they're finishing sixth in the Pac-12 by some guy I've never heard of who covers them for the Bruins. This oh, I saw that. That was fantastic. Who has this, an angel fire sight. Right. Apparently. Yes. This, Caleb, we got to talk Caleb Love. Um, 
you and I, I believe. Did you read the I, article in the Athletic? I'm assuming you did. Great article. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was well, a great I thought article. it was a little, probably a little harsh on Hubert Davis, but maybe. Uh, not. See, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think that listen, when you have a player like Caleb Love, he can get his own shot. We know, we know that. But you're also doing him a disservice when he's basically standing there, holding the ball, pounding the ball. Tommy Lloyd said, "You're going to come in here and you are going to move around. You're going to get two to three dribbles." And man, Arizona did not have anybody like Caleb Love last year, Brad Alice. Um, again, I don't want to make him out like he's Khalid Reeves yet, yet, but he is. Uh, he's going to be that dude at the end of the game with the ball in his hands. And Arizona didn't have that guy last year. They just didn't. No, because he can do a couple of different things. A, he can get to the rim. He can put the ball on the floor. But he's going to be his best, as they said in that article, uh, coming off screen and catch and shoot. Um, and one where you don't have to force it. Right. Um, and it's going to open things up for other guys. Because if if need be, you know, Pella can put it on the floor. It's not his strength, but. Pelican no, kind of no, no, I can't. Uh, Kylan Boswell can put the ball on the floor. I'm guessing Jaden Bradley can. And I'm not still convinced that Sean Johnson can't. I mean, he loves the turnaround maybe a little bit too much, but it's going to open the floor up for guys. When you, right. Plus when you put some space eaters out there. But yeah, he is a guy who can score. And if they can keep him, frankly, being a poor man's Khalid and not a rich man's Mark Lyons, Arizona is going to be in good shape. I like Mark Lyons. You don't like Mark Lyons. I don't. I thought Mark Lyons as Mark Lyons is. I don't want to. In many ways, he's the Jaden Delara of, of basketball. When he, oh, it, but he was super clutch though. He had a clutch he, gene he that JDL super, did not have. No, and but JDL had times when he can put Arizona. Man, Mark Lyons shot Arizona out of some basketball games. Mm-hmm. Um, but. At the end of a game, though, I will yeah. argue that he was about as good as it was. If there was, if I needed a free throw, if I needed a bucket, no, no, I, I no, always... no. that's why he's maddening because right. he could have been. But again, there were he's a, he was a rich man's Alonzo Trier who did the same thing, shot Arizona out of games, and it kept Arizona in games. But I just hate ball dominant point guards. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless, you hated name, da- unless, unless your name is Jason Gardner, you hated Damon then. No, because they they needed him. Um, but Damon also dished out what seven assists a game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, Damon, yeah. Damon, you can, Damon's one of the three or four best players in school history. Yeah. So obviously I am but, kidding, but I, but I much more prefer my point guards like Mike Bibby. Right. Who could score 20 or could have an 8.8 assist game and still look dominant. And, you know, luckily Caleb love plays off the ball. So I don't mind necessarily ball dominant, but I just, I don't want to see a bunch of force jacked up threes or that dribbling in traffic. And then you have no, and you, and again, what was he talking about? How he dribble into traffic and then try to drive and dish to guys who I want you to dribble into traffic and know exactly who you're going to because Tommy Lloyd put those X's in practice uh, on the uh, on the court. Brad Ellis, you've used game time before. This is correct. Yeah, I, I have. All right, game time. Now you might just say, Mike, I already have tickets to the game. You don't just use tickets for game time for the game, my friends. You use it for other events. Brad Ellis has gone to some terrible concerts, desert rock metal. First of all, that's death metal, and I don't want to listen to death metal. Desert. That what's desert metal again? It's sounds like Black Sabbath. Like it's it's no Black Sabbath is. Awesome. I know. Can we? Yeah. Can I get some? Can I get some death metal? I could, <laughs> but I don't. But I don't listen to that. I right. do listen to heavy stuff though. 
All right, let's just say that you wanted to go listen to Trotsky's Ice Pick or a band like that that you know you can't maybe find other places. By the way, Trotsky's Ice Pick, great name for a band. Well, but last uh, night there was a Mongolian folk metal band came to town called The Hue. It would have been a great way to get tickets to that show. I couldn't go because Tyler had a baseball game. But if he wanted to go, he would have hopped on Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. Here's what a twerp I am, by the way, in case you guys didn't already know it. I messaged Brian Jeffries yesterday. I said, hey, Brian, hey, goat, can I get you on the show today or on Friday? Brian didn't respond. I was, I messaged him again today and said, Brian, I will not be ignored. Brian just responded back. <laughs> the goat will be on. We will make it work tomorrow. Um, it, go ahead. Uh, so I'm looking at Sean Benitez. Is that a sensible ASU fan? As an ASU fan, I'd like to and stay there. So when ASU beats them, hmm. See, I, I can't go that far. I give Sean Benitez credit for back in the A right here. Um Big kudos for you back in the A. I can't ever root for ASU. That's the only team in the conference that I can never root for under any circumstance. I just can't do it. I even know Borgay. Right. Hard root. I want him to throw for 270 and not win. But but, By the I, way, I, but but it's nice having Sean come in and be sensible, be cordial, unlike our other friend who we've had to have oh. some Keck has, by the way, Keck has not been here in well over two weeks. I wonder why. Because I haven't been on in two weeks. It could be why. It could he be why. Me. He loves it. And he does love you. That's true. This is a very good point. Now, Brad, let me ask you this. Yeah. Arizona, I believe, and I'm going to, I know I sound like a broken record here. I believe that this is Tommy Lloyd's deepest team. I believe, oh, Brad Alice is Keck confirmed. The, all right. The rumor is. I can't talk and type. Uh, correct. Yes. Because if the few times I have to respond to something, you'll notice I dip down and type on my phone and I quit talking because I can't do, I can't double task. I could not write and talk on radio. I would always, that's why. We oh, had I've John, seen it. That's why we had John Schuster. Cause she would go on a five minute monologue and I could write a game story. You know, I love Shoe. He's probably, he's my best friend in the whole world. I've never seen anybody though, that can seriously go for like 15 minutes and you try to stop him and he just keeps going. It's amazing. It's an amazing quality that I do not have. Me, me neither. Sure well, no, I probably can't. I, I interrupt people all the time. No, but yeah, but no, it's very impressive. Have you ever seen Keck and Brad Alice in the same room? <laughs> Good I am going to go on the limb and say Keck's taller. Uh, I don't want, I don't know that. But just because that's the law of averages. For sure. So, all right. So, Arizona hoops, though. Yeah. I I believe, though, this is top to bottom his best team. This is Tommy Gunn's best team right here. I believe there's not. There's not going to be roster filler out there, and there's going to be difference makers. And this is with all due respect, but Kirk Creesa, I believe that Arizona can get a better point guard than Kirk Creesa. Arizona should be able to get a better point guard than Kirk Creesa. Better play. Courtney Ramey, kind of the same thing at that two-guard position right there. That was not Arizona basketball that we've been accustomed to. I believe now with Caleb Love, Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley, there's a lot more to go on right there. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, you know, Justin Kyer, they were all nice players. Mm -hmm. Isn't K.J. Lewis probably better than all those guys? K.J. Lewis was... And he might not be this minute, but... We need Brad Alice. We need Brad Brad Alice. We need Brad Alice back in the recruiting scene because I guarantee you would have not made the mistake that Sheer and so many of these other boneheads did by having him as a fringe top 100 player. This dude is a top 25 NBA prospect. I said it. 
yeah, and again, I and that's that's one thing I I miss being out at the events because you can't see them in person. I've been wrong twice. I was wrong on um, Jamel Horn, and Jamel Horn was a good player. I, I thought, thought he'd be RJ. I yeah, I thought he was good. You know who I thought he'd be? Uh, I I, I kind of thought he'd be what Andre should have been. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I saw him at like Pangos, he was yeah. pulling down a rebound, dribbling through traffic, no look passing. Um, he became a poor man, Sean Marion. Um, and I was wrong on. Um, he, he was also one of the lowest IQ players I've yeah. ever seen at the. And event. he looked high IQ in those. Yeah. Those pickup games, which is what they are. I mean, they're they're camping. And I I thought Shakur was going to be all world. Um, yeah. And his problem was he he left the same guy he came. Well, and um, the problem was too is that Loot never held him accountable for anything. It no, was one he, of the he took it out on Salim. Yes, it was one of the few players that, and again, we're getting on a tangent. I don't care. But the thing with uh, uh, Mustafa Shakur that drove me up a wall is that he could do literally anything he wanted to. He could the the play could be running down. He could jump in the air. Uh, he always jumped in the air to pass. Always throw it over his shoulder, out of bounds, and then Loot would yell at Salim for not being out of bounds to catch the ball. Um, yeah, the only thing close to that was Gardner, um, who the joke was Jason makes a mistake and Ricky Anderson gets yelled at. Right. Um, but Jason also learned from whatever Luke was yelling at other people about where and Jason was a winner. Shakur wasn't a winner. Yeah. Um, but you know, for most of the busts in Arizona history, I, I, I hate to say I, I saw it coming. Um, I don't want to call anyone out, but there's a guy who should have been a tight end. Um, <laughs> Fendi Audubon. Yeah. Easy. The, when they recruit him, the, the, one of the people involved with the program said, what do you think of Fendi? I'm like, what is he? Kevin O'Neill thought that he should be fronting Jeff Pendergraf all game. By the way, Ryan Mitchell, great question. Lute did recruit him over Chris Paul, but you got to remember, Shakur was the number one rated point guard in the country. Everybody they, wanted uh, Shakur. They weren't getting Paul off out of out of the East Coast. Right, um, for sure. You remember his grandfather passed away, and he, that's why he – I mean, yeah. Um, and I, and I, and I'll be honest, I like Chris Paul better at that time, but I was happy to get Shakur. Yeah, everybody um, was. All right. Yeah. And I was wrong on Rogers too. I got to admit I was wrong. on Chris. I like Chris Rogers, by the way. I'm one of the few people that like Chris Rogers. He was actually nice to me at the U of A rec center many times, by the way, even when he would come in with a fake European accent, which he uh, used his entire senior year. That was so uh, weird. It was really weird. I've never seen him. You know that he's got like three master's degrees, a bachelor's and like a PhD, right? Dude, I didn't know it was that much. I knew he had at it's least something a, insane. Yeah, he was. He was and, the, and the irony was is he was a French Prop 48 guy. Right. Uh, and that was just his product of his environment. He was. He had a bad, bad upbringing. Mm-hmm. He was super smart, and that was half his problem. Um, right. He just, he was one of those. You, you know, we all have, have that, that guy we know who's almost a savant. And I don't mean Mike being the sports savant. Yeah. But you're like, how does that guy function? But that guy can also tell me the entire history of the Persian Empire and what that means to today's political climate. That that was Chris Rogers. Yeah, he, you know you with a fr- fake French accent. When he's cool, though, he was wearing Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. The question um, the question has now been asked where, um, by the way, Fendi played in the NFL right there. Um, okay, quick story. I know we're getting on tangent. This should be July. Uh, Houston Hoops, front line was Fendi on a bond. Gary Johnson. No, no, no. Gary was uh, the backup. Was Fendi, Andy Eby. 
No. Fendi, Jermichael Finley. Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett. Three NFL tight ends. Right. And Fendi was the third best basketball player on that team. Is that good? Martellus Bennett was really good. And at one point was silently committed here to play both sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Um, we we didn't want him anyway. Oh God, he was good. He was the best of the three. And and they had uh, and that was a really loaded Houston Hoops team. I think Gary Johnson and was on their their younger team. Uh, I think they had Jai Lucas. They had another guard who played at Tech. It was just it was just ridiculous. Very, and, um, yeah. By the way, um, a lot of people are asking me about Jamari Phillips. Without getting into any details about Jamari Phillips, he is doing fantastic. Do not worry about him. Back in the A all the way, James Phillips, right there. You will see him at the U of A. All right, now. Um, before we, uh, before we sign off here, Bear, I believe that this team, this, I have second weekend expectations for this Arizona basketball team. And honestly, I look at this schedule. I look at these teams around the country and I think to myself that Arizona has a very legitimate, has legitimate final four, uh, um, final four, uh, aspirations right there. How about that? It's a it's going to be a weird year in college basketball because I'm looking at the All American team. Um, there's a lot of guys who wouldn't be on most All American. Right. Teams. I mean, Zach Edney can be dominant, but he can also be made to look silly. Right. Um, the kid from Marquette can be really, really good, and he's had really bad games. Um, they're giving a lot of credit to some of those Duke kids again. Um, I think it's wide open. Um, I think that's what makes it really interesting for Arizona and also makes it very scary um, because there's going to be a lot of really good eight and nine seeds out there, or right. at least a really dangerous. Um, but my big thing is what can Arizona do in those? What is it? The six tough games, mm-hmm. uh, three and three, four and two. And then, we're, then, then yeah, start, start, start figuring out where that second weekend is. Cause they're probably going to be there. Do you think the Tommy gun is going to uh, continue? Like, Lute Olson, it didn't matter if the Pac-10 was loaded like it was in the 90s with UCLA, Stanford. You'd always have some tertiary teams, you know, Oregon, Cal. He was always going to um, he was always going to uh, schedule tough. Do you think the Tommy Gun continues to try to schedule like this in the Big 12 next year, William Brad Ellis? Well, well, I think they I think five of the six are still on the schedule for next year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's right. four of um, so you're at least going. I think he's going to play play it by ear, to be honest. And right. he'll never go with some of those Miller schedules where uh, UNLV was the best team, right? Or San Diego State was the best team. He may not go six really tough games um, because of the Big Twelve, but I think you have to you have to experience it and see what it's going to be like. Because you know, even when he was at Gonzaga, few and and and. Tommy and the rest of them, they really kept a big eye on that Pac-12 because they played them so much. They modeled what a lot of what they did. Um, so I think they'll play it by ear, but I don't think we'll ever go back to one or two good games, but they may not do six or seven either. Right. Um, by the way, um, all right. Uh, Amir Ali, that's actually a very good question. Five of kind media. We'll get into him tomorrow. That's called a tease right there, my friend. All right. Now, here is our uh, here is our BetMGM parlay of the week. I am taking Arizona to cover this, and you know what? I'm going to parlay that with the Diamondbacks to win the World Series. What say you, William Brad Ellis? Um, do it, do it, do it. You want to? Come on, come on. Let's take uh, yeah. Let's take Arizona cover and win this week. 
I, I don't know. Bet, bet, bet them to lose game one and win game two. All right. There you go. He, Brad Ellis, by the way, when are your pods coming out? Come on. The people want to know we're in the high point of the year. Yeah, I had some crazy work stuff, and the kids were off last week. I'm going to try and get one recorded this afternoon, one recorded tomorrow. Okay. By the way, uh, Nick Hart, uh, Zoom Diallo, I would imagine this is uh, Washington or Gonzaga, but Arizona's obviously still very much in the picture. I would imagine it's one of those two schools, but I would love to be wrong, as I many times am. All right. For the great William Brad Ellis, I am Mike Luke, Jacob Franklin behind the scene, who did not bring his camera today. But that was on purpose, though, so he did not have to come on the show. You will be coming on tomorrow, though, Jacob Franklin, to talk about the Diamondbacks. This is an order. All right. On that note, thank you, everybody. You are the ones that make the show. You're smarter than me. Maybe not smarter than Brad, but you're certainly smarter than me. Appreciate you all. We'll be back with you tomorrow, 1030 with the GOAT. Brian Jeffries, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.